0: Do you have that too? Don't you have that? Am I making this up that you've got your, your second toe sticks out further than your uh, big no, toe? No, I
1: always called that a freak toe when I was little. Uh,
0: supposedly it means you're going to be uh, financially well off when you when you, when you get older. I, I
1: actually looked it up uh, years ago, and I think that's like uh, genetically the more common one. So having it not be that way is, is actually the freakish way, but it still looks weird to me. Like you don't ever
0: draw a foot that way. No, you would never draw a foot that way. But I remember that like the tips of my second and third toes would be just blistered to hell, and so I would get up uh, earlier or I would skip breakfast and go to the trainer. And it's sort of like being a pro athlete. There's like a nice professional. <laughs> it was like a, it was a, at Kutztown University in Pennsylvania, yep. and you go to the trainer, and there was a real college athletic trainer, and he would, uh, I don't, he would like take razor blades to your blisters and uh, do them do them right. Or <laughs> is that the treatment i mean uh i well i don't i wouldn't recommend doing it yourself it seems like it was you know it was like a fine line between cutting off too much of the skin and too little but uh oh it hurt like hell in the morning and it would just feel like i can't it, it oh it was terrible it's like you couldn't even walk but then after a while it just sort of you know just you just get numb to the pain and then you you know just play all right never much for summer camp we used to have a playground like a local playground would run um, pay high school kids to uh, supervise from like nine to noon in the morning and and it'd be like supervised kickball games and box hockey and arts and crafts who's paying the insurance on that i don't i think it was it was like a you know, this would be like the very late 70s and early 80s. I think it was a holdout from a smaller, simpler America. I was just going to
1: say, it's a simpler time, right?
0: Where, where the municipal, the cities, the little town where I grew up, the municipal government paid for it somehow. It was in the school. like you'd, They'd open up a little hallway in the school, which is next to the playground. So, the, And there was a ping-pong table in there. You could play ping-pong when it rained.
1: Um, and that's where the bathroom must have been because you need at least one. Right, and early. there was
0: a bathroom Uh and it, you know, a locker, a little locker, where they'd keep the kickballs and the bases and stuff like that. Right, right. And then they'd open it up at night, too. It was like 6 to 8 at night or something like that. It's like they'd be closed from like noon to 6, and everybody would go to the community pool or whatever. But from like 9 to noon and 6 to 8, they'd be open up.
1: Got to keep you off the street somehow, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I grew up in like a, in a housing development, so we had i don't know a couple dozen kids all around the same age so that that was we sort of had our own makeshift camp i think
0: yeah i didn't know anybody who went to camp camp though
1: like i said if your parents love you they they keep you around i think
0: Yeah. yeah i think jonas has mixed feelings about it seems like a nice camp and uh you know they've got he loves to swim they've got a pool uh they play games and stuff, but I, I feel like the, you know his view is that the inside of our house is sort of like a camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's got way better video games. Yeah, we've got video games and air conditioning, and uh, you don't have to take a bus ref- to get there. Right, a refrigerator full of cold beverages, and that's about it.
1: All right, well, we got to get the show on the road because there's some exciting soccer matches coming up that I really, really want to see. So, is this true? No, of course it's not. Soccer's the You're worst. Not fo-
0: you're not following
1: the World Cup? I am I'm, following I've gotten it, gotten and it, I am hating every minute of it, because I'm a masochist. I'm following it.
0: <laughs> Did you ever play soccer?
1: No. I Like, you know, gym soccer. And I was half decent, yeah. but no, I never even... I never went out for any of the teams or anything.
0: No, I didn't either. I, I, it, it just seemed interminable to me.
1: Well, and I think playing it is way better than watching it.
0: Yeah, I don't even know about that. I don't know. It just felt so clumsy to me. Like, it just seemed to me like... It seems to me like basketball and soccer are pure sports you know you, two teams they're going for goals there's there's severe limits on how you can touch and advance the ball and it seems like to me it always seemed to me like basketball was the one where what what is it that separates us from the other animals it's our hands right, right. right and we're
1: purposely not using them in this one sport right uh well i mean the obvious corollary is really hockey though uh but hockey manages to be way more exciting than soccer to me
0: yeah uh, and again you get to use your hands a little, or, bit. or at least a stick that's, you know, right, in my right. hands. You know.
1: uh, I, think, I think Greece is playing today, but uh, I, oh, God, I, I hate every minute of this. I'm glad it's only once every four years.
0: Do you root for the Greeks just out of uh, the heritage, family heritage? Yeah,
1: uh, you know, for my dad, maybe. I, I honestly, I, I never cared. Yeah. Uh, I You know, I was born in America. I'm an American. But uh, I'm only, uh, well, I guess I'm 50% Greek, so that's pretty Greek, but... Uh, I, I don't I just, really trust me. Down. You're pretty. You're pretty Greek. <laughs> You've seen my forearms. <laughs> <laughs> you were going there. I went there first. <laughs> Fuck you.
0: Uh, what's his name? Montero is rooting for the Portuguese. Yeah, and he That's is. Just, I don't know if he's even serious or if he's just trying to. to
1: it really to... seemed like trolling, and I hope it was because it, it was either trolling or he is like
0: the worst sports fan I've ever seen, worse than you even. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> right. it's how could you not be rooting for the Americans?
1: Well, I mean like if he wants to root for the Portuguese that's all right, but like if you followed his Twitter stream during the Portugal US match, it was just I mean, it was just you'd want to throw something through the wall. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I kind of got the feeling that he was he was just trolling uh when he started complaining about the refs, right. who I don't think were in the US's favor at all. I don't think I think it was a well refereed match.
1: Well, and he, and like on uh, on Dempsey's goal, he was he kept calling for an offsides and then meanwhile, the announcers are not like it wasn't even close. Right. Well, it wasn't even classic. like it wasn't as if there was any question of an offside, so. Right.
0: The only questionable thing in the officiating there was the extra the one extra minute of yep. uh extra it time. It went from they
1: 4 gave. to 5 minutes, right?
0: Right. And that's when they and, scored in that And that's when they scored was in the 5th minute. Yeah. And supposedly they're saying that the uh, what I read after the match was that the whoever whoever the mysterious referee is who gets to decide how many minutes of extra time there is added another fifth minute so he he added four and then he added one on on the last u.s substitution where the Ah, u.s the guy being substituted was like crawling off the field (laughs) which is possibly justified although uh, from what the announcer said is is a time-honored tradition
1: oh well it's horrible i mean this is this is what happened against ghana the past two world cups for the u.s uh That, you know, they got a lead and then they were just, everybody was suddenly struck
0: down by injury. Uh, (laughs) Balls are being kicked out of the stadium. (laughs) We don't have any more balls. Somebody get a pump.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, what I don't, I, I have so many complaints about soccer, but the one that really gets me is that we can use the stop button on a stopwatch. It is literally called a stopwatch because you can start the time and then you can stop it. Instead of just letting it run for forty-five minutes and then saying, "Yeah, there was about two minutes of extra time we need to add,"
0: yeah, it seems it seems uh, like some kind of bizarre, antiquated, you know, thing, holdover from hundred years ago.
1: Right, but then meanwhile, they've got like uh, like uh, like the television crew at least has like the offsides camera that is like showing exactly where the player was uh, with like computer renderings and stuff. So, I mean, it's not as if the game has, is the same that it is played in, you know, a desert or a back alley or something. Yeah. Like the game, the, the World Cup games are, are professional level. We can use a stopwatch properly.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get why they don't run it, a simple just stop. If the ref decides, hey, this is a real injury, I'm blowing my whistle, then there's a timekeeper who hits a red button. Exactly. And then when he blows his whistle again, they hit the red button again. And then it's 90 minutes and it's 90 minutes. Right. And at nine zero zero zero, a buzzer goes off and the game is over. Right, because uh, there's also the weird thing at the end, you know, and and you know, it was almost almost got to that point in the U.S. Portugal match where uh, there is no automatic buzzer that goes off. There's, right. there's it's a it's up ref to who the ref decides to blow, to blow the whistle. whistle yeah. And if the, the team is down by one goal and streaming down the sideline, they don't and blow has it. Play right. That does, that bothers me as an
1: American. Just, just logically, like as a nerd, it's annoying. Like this, this, yeah. this nebulous nature of, of the clock and, yeah.
0: Whereas I love, I do love, and and our mutual friend, and, and he's been slowly getting me more into the game over the years, uh, Guy English is big, you know, grew up in, uh, I don't know, some kind of soccer playing country. <laughs> uh has been preaching to me that it's a beautiful, you know, that it's the beautiful game and that there's aspects. And there's parts of it that I am getting more into. But I do love, I love the fact that it's uh, a running clock. That it's, you know, they start a half and for the next 45 minutes you're just watching these guys play.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's the great aspect of it that there's no commercials like cutting right. into, into the game.
0: Just a halftime full of commercials. Right. And then they've, you know, and it's funny. It's like the nature of the, it's just like the web and anything else if you want to sell ads the nature of the opportunity the the advertisers will find a way
1: oh i mean so they
0: have those sponsorships along the sidelines which are like way
1: worse than the boards in hockey or way more noticeable and
0: yeah but it's way better than commercial breaks no, no no absolutely absolutely uh well but i think i don't know how
1: much i think that's part of the issue with soccer in america is that i think there's not nearly as much money in it even with all those ads uh, yeah. Because it just doesn't ever total up to as much as you would make from selling a few commercial ads, like video yeah, ads.
0: Yeah, but somehow the Premier League in Europe makes tons of money, and that they can afford to pay guys. You know, it's it's commensurate with U.S. you know professional sports in terms of the top player salaries, Is and The value of the franchise. Yeah, I think so.
1: Well, I mean, they all come. Like Beckham came here to make his money.
0: I'm sure he made. Yeah, I'm but sure he, he made might, in might, England. But yeah, but he's sort of like you know he's like an A. Rod type, where it's. It, it, and I I don't mean that to be disparaging to him, but, but where his celebrity far extended beyond sports. Yeah. Okay. You know, that he had opportunities that were beyond just his soccer playing ability. Uh, well, I don't know. We I didn't do any research. Yeah, we this, should
1: perhaps. we should really talk more about soccer on your tech podcast with both of us that don't really like soccer. The fans yeah. are going to love but, that.
0: Well, but the thing that to me is interesting though in terms of like the advertising finding a way is that in the Premier League the teams are sponsored, right? And their and, jerseys
1: are like they, they have ads on their jerseys, don't they?
0: Right. I forget which team is which, but I know that I, I watched a match. I don't know how I got tricked into watching a Premier League <laughs> match a couple months ago, and the one had uh, the Emirates. Airline, yeah, right. you know, and airlines are big because they're international and that they, you know, the international appeal of it is, you know, makes it a perfect opportunity. Right, right. And they just have a, instead of having the team name on the jersey, it's a big airline logo on the jersey. Yeah. Which, would, you know, to an American is crazy. Like, can you, I mean. If, if the
1: Red Sox or the Yankees had a had a big logo, uh, somebody, some other company's logo would be disgusting. <laughs> the Yankees,
0: the Yankees don't even put their player names on the jersey. <laughs> That's right. Derek Jeter's jersey just says two. Even, even the it's, away jersey, right. Right. It just says two. It's his number. That's all it says. I can't even imagine if it had like a big Pepsi logo. <laughs> but that's the opportunity and the nature of the game is such as that there aren't any breaks. Right. Right. And so I do like that. I like that you can kind of just say, okay, I want to watch the US play somebody and you've, you know, you only have to give up like, you know, two it's two hours It's exactly two hours. Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, and it just flows. I like that. Anyway, let's make a prediction. You think the U.S. is going to make it into the elimination uh, Well, I'll tell you what. The only
1: reason I'm watching it all is because I have a uh, a pool going with some friends uh, whose prize is a Landon Donovan World Cup jersey.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that for the loser or the That's winner? for the
1: winner. Uh, they must have printed these jerseys up before uh, he was not oh. selected for the team so we found this on ebay and that's that's going to be the prize for the winner but uh uh so i have them losing uh i have i had germany and portugal advancing so uh i don't know i mean they played well against portugal they could have won that game so should have won that game i've I've got brazil winning the whole thing though i go hometown i go you know one of the best soccer teams so yeah
0: and eventually the refs are gonna fix it for them. (laughs) there'll be some kind of match and that you know the. It'd be a terrible handball. Well,
1: have you like that. noticed the? Uh, I don't know how much of the commercials you've seen because there are some during the half. But there's a FIFA ad that is uh, a soccer ball like rolling on a field and the field tilts. Have you seen this? No. It, uh, th- I don't the think short, so. the just the gist of it is is that it's uh, FIFA. It's a FIFA ad and it says together we fight match manipulation. <laughs> and it's absurd that you need an ad to tell the fans like we're fighting against corruption in soccer.
0: Right. Well, did you see that New York Times story a couple weeks ago about, about uh, the previous
1: uh, South Africa? Right.
0: Yeah, and you know the one, the one FIFA ref, you know, just took like a cash deposit of one hundred and twenty thousand <laughs> dollars, just rolled dollars into the, the bank. bank with
1: it, and then like six hours later was refing a match.
0: <laughs> right, making suspicious calls.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no attempt to hide it. Even I mean,
0: the whole it, yeah, the it, whole thing is crooked. Yeah. And well and that it's it stems from the fact that they pick the referees via international diplomacy, where it's hey, we need a guy from this part of the world, this guy the part of the world, this part of the world, as opposed to ranking them like, by these are
1: the their, best refs.
0: Right. Yeah. Which is how U.S. sports typically are done. Like in the NFL, for the playoff games, there, there's like a systematic analysis of which referees were the most in the accurate game. in a regular season. And those refs get to ref playoff games. And it's, I think it's the same in baseball. I think that there's it's like It's definitely a, the
1: veteran teams at least. I don't know if it's—but if you're a veteran right, team, I, it's because you've, you've done well over the years.
0: Right, and one thing you could definitely say for Major League Baseball is for all the problems that, that they've had over the decades, one thing is that there's never really been any kind of even hint or, or whiff of implication of the anything other. Yeah, there's umpires you can complain about, but it's never in terms of bias or uh, fixing matches or
1: anything No, like you just that. think they're inconsistent with their strike zone or right. uh, just a lousy umpire, but never a crooked right.
0: umpire. They ha- They truly have an impeccable... You know, hundred you know century long reputation for uh, uh, uncorruptibility. Being, yeah, yeah, being impartial. Yeah, and you take that for granted when you hear what the <laughs> <people> <laughs> right, have, right. has to put an ad on that says we're, we're trying to keep this fair. <laughs> oh
1: man, soccer! Ugh, let's move on. I'm, I, I, oh, I, I said ahead of time that I wasn't going to get into it, and I'm not into it, but I'm still yeah. watching it, and I, oh, I don't want to talk about it.
0: All right. Well, all right. One last thing, though. Oh. Is that thank, thank God, they got rid of those goddamn noisemakers. Oh, the
1: vuvuzelas.
0: Yeah, no, I'll remember that? I, I,
1: uh, I don't want to. You, you can cut this, but uh, those were great for our company because uh, there was a plugin <laughs> called Vuvuzel X, and it was an audio oh. plugin that let you cut out the sound of vuvuzelas. What? And Audio Hijack Pro worked with this plugin, so people were were using Audio Hijack Pro and this plugin to uh, to remove the uh, the the buzzing noise from the background.
0: No, I, there's no reason to cut it. I don't mind. Uh, well, when you were watching the clubs, matches, it was if you could get rid of it. That's fantastic. No. A vuvuzela, D, a de vuvuzela plugin. Yeah, vuvuzela. That's so fantastic. Good. You know, it was so annoying that it doesn't surprise me in the least that somebody took the time to, to write... get rid of it. Plug-in.
1: Yeah. Well, but I mean, that was, was like an African thing, so I guess you know they don't have that in Brazil. I don't know what they have there, but nothing quite. Yeah, so yeah, well, nice they've either.
0: apparently banned it though. Oh, like, did they really? Can, yeah that you you know that they're telling you as you come into the stadium that if you're caught with one you're going to get kicked out. God!
1: Well, I like what you've done with the place. the uh, The studio here—it's slimmed down, it's sparse. I, you've changed it up a little bit. The set looks different. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, the talk show page now versus uh, I think I was on sometime last year, and you got rid of the wood paneling. Yeah, uh, you got rid of the uh, uh, skeuomorphism, if you will. You, you toned it down to a flat gray. Thank you, Paul. It's very nice.
0: Did you see this where I, uh, FAA? I just sent you this link. There's late-breaking news before we started recording that the FAA is uh, put the nix on Amazon's drone delivery plans.
1: Well, which didn't. I mean, the drones didn't exist anyway, or you know, it's right. It's not as if this was like they're in the air right now and they're calling them back because of this ban. Right. Uh, I you know I read that article. It it uh, it indicated that this was something that the FAA had already attempted to ban. Right.
0: I guess so. I, I it it occurred to me when Amazon announced this was it months ago, was it last year? I don't know when it was. Early went, this year, Amazon, late last year, yeah, yeah. It it occurred to me that it just seems like well this it's a cool idea and I could see how in the future this, you know, this this could be a thing, but it's got to be there's there's got to be some regulatory structure here. We you can't just have anybody who wants to willy-nilly flying things <laughs> right propell- through the air. Right. Uh, especially propeller-driven things.
1: <laughs> a little yeah, right, right. Uh, well, I mean, even when they announced it, they said this was I mean, they announced it and it made a big you know, it got a big PR uh, cry, and, and that was what they wanted. But it wasn't as if they announced it like coming in six months. They said, "This is coming in several years uh, once we deal with the FAA, and uh, <clears throat> so this, this story now doesn't really I don't think it really changes anything for Amazon.
0: It just sort of clarifies that no, you cannot just start doing right, that. right,
1: right. It's not, it's not happening next week. Uh, you're not, you're not getting dr- drone deliveries within the next few months, at least.
0: It just fits to me though, with like, um, and to a lesser degree, it's Amazon. But you know, it's Google's mo to me is to just announce crazy shit that's not even close to being real and get people all excited about it. And to me, it just distracts from the best of what's really real right and being announced today
1: well for amazon i think it's probably actually pretty effective because it says oh they're really focused on delivery and even if they can't do this yet i should still buy stuff from them because it was only it was an ancillary thing it wasn't as if i mean probably some people would have ordered stuff just to get a drone to deliver it to them i probably would have but yeah I, i would do that but i mean it wasn't as if they said you know this is the service they said you know we're working to make shipping on what you buy as fast as possible So it's not as if they were actually selling the drone delivery, whereas I think you're right in terms of Google, there's a lot of stuff that they pre-announce or announce when it's, you know, sort of half-baked, and it's something that you might actually want to buy directly, but either it's not available, like uh, Google Glass has been, uh, this year they've had a couple, like, anyone can buy it days, right?
0: But for the most part, it's it's, still $1,500,
1: 1500 which is much more than they planned to charge for it, and... For the most part, it's just been available to select developers. So it's something that's in the public consciousness, but not actually available to the public.
0: So, you know, and we're recording this the day, I think one day before yeah, that's the true. Google I.O keynote it could be you know by the day or two from now there's a big new google glass announcement where either a they've radically dropped the price or b they've got a new generational hardware that's that's less obtrusive and and significantly improved who knows but i don't i don't really expect
1: well that. but even even if they even if that's true and and it may well be but uh you know it's been what uh a year at least a year plus since it first has landed in people two hands. years yeah two years right yep. uh yeah. and you know it just it doesn't really exist as a product. It's not a product you can no. go into the store and buy. No. And that's strange to me. And I think your comparison is generally going to be to Apple, where you don't hear anything about it until it's either in the stores or it's going to be in the stores very soon.
0: And and in a form that is exactly as promised. Right. Like, you know, they did pre-announce the iPhone. I was just going to say the iPhone is sort
1: of the exception. But even that, nothing that they pre-announced. I mean, was there anything that was missing in the final product?
0: No, in fact, it was better because they switched from plastic That's to right. Gorilla Glass uh, like a month beforehand, which to me is one of those like secret, like little overlooked historical things where it's like, can you even imagine being Tim Cook? And it's like you're trying to get this super high profile thing shipped and from China and like Steve Jobs comes in and is like, hey, this
1: plastics. No good. <laughs>
0: I've got these guys from Corning on the phone, and I think we can switch to glass and it's like May It's like, <laughs> right. it's like six weeks before you're supposed to ship the thing and somehow he made it happen was it like, that I mean do you I don't do know it was know? pretty that, late. I mean even if it was six uh, months,
1: even if it was six months, it's ridiculous
0: well, it was definitely after January right. you know i th- I think that one of the books might have had that, maybe like the jobs biography. Uh-huh had this story maybe it was like april or something like that but like you said it doesn't at any point between january and june right it should be finalized they, right and it it was like the most important part of the phone it was the m- thing that was most different and original and new and they switched from plastic hard plastic to gorilla glass right um and uh, the apps got better in some ways right okay i forgot there were a couple of days it was better than promise though and then two months after that when they dropped the price it even came down in price
1: right Right. So yeah, by by in in that first generation, it wound up being better than they had originally promised, which is something right. they never do anyway. As far as right. originally announcing
0: something before it's available. Right. Like whereas the opposite would have been if they'd promised it was going to be Gorilla Glass and promised it was going to be three ninety nine, and then they shipped it and it was scratchable plastic and six ninety. Right. Right. Uh. And, well. And I'm also reminded of this that showing these these concepts and sort of conflating between the concepts and reality with this thing I saw over the weekend and linked up about... Uh, oh, the armband? Google Gesture, right. Yeah. It was this video, and and Mashable linked it up as though it was real, and then a couple of Android sites picked it up after Mashable. And what it really was was just a, a student exercise from, I forget, some advertising school in Stockholm. In Europe or, or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, it's, I think it was Stockholm Berg School of Communication, and it was a bunch of students who made a video of a fake Google product called Google Gesture, where you'd put this armband on, and it would translate sign language to verbal speech in, in real time. Right, which is a little fantastic, given that um, it doesn't. You know, Google has great text to speech. You know, and speech to. Speech to text, but it still isn't quite as real time as what they were showing for this this armband for uh, sign language. Uh, all it was, though, it was it had nothing to do with Google. They're they're not engineering students. They're not working with. It's not like a computer science project. They're advertising. Right.
1: It was just an exercise to say, right. like, make a fantastic product and then make an ad for it.
0: Right, but Mashable <laughs> went with it as though it was real and so did other sites, and I feel like, you know, shame on them for not right. looking at it a little harder. The signs were all there that this was not real, but it still, to me, is a little telling though that that they got fooled because it's it's, you know, Google tends to announce stuff that's not real yet. Right, right. What was the last? The last sentence was no no shipping date for the app has been announced yet.
1: In the in the Mashable, yeah, in the Mashable piece, right, right. <laughs> Well, I don't know that. uh, I mean, that happens with it doesn't happen in the same way with Apple. But uh, there's all sorts of writing about Apple about the iWatch that's coming. And it's written as if this is a certainty and as if Apple has already announced it. And it drives me crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because well, and the thing, I, t- I brought it up with Mark Gurman a couple weeks ago when he was on the show. The thing that gets me is the way those articles are always accompanied by visual mock ups. Oh,
1: from some random you know, designer on Flickr
0: or Dribbble or wherever. Right, and and there's a tiny little credit to, like, a name, <laughs> right. but it doesn't really say... It never says, this is just a crazy mock-up that is unrelated to the rumor that I, uh, we're publishing. That just goes well getting,
1: with the story, but don't take it as, as fact or even as as right. anything, yeah.
0: In fact, there was one a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't really matter which site it was, but it was one of these sites, like 9to5Mac, and it wasn't a Mark Gurman story. It was somebody else, but it might have been 9to5Mac. might have been somebody else, but it was... Um, a story about, or maybe it was a German. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it was about this thing where that iOS eight is rumored to be like in the fall when new iPads come out that there's going to be um, split screen mode between multiple apps, two apps.
1: It was this before the developers conference or after? After.
0: Okay, so and before this somebody, rumor, but then they didn't right. they
1: didn't mention it at the conference, so we're assuming it's not happening.
0: Right, and and somebody had, um, poking around the iOS 8 beta, had found some stuff that's in there that suggests, yeah, there's these, you know, we can actually come back to this later in the show, but these, you know, different screen modes, like uh, two-thirds, one-third, one-half, one-half. And so this article was describing what's actually in the iOS beta hidden, which isn't much. We still don't really know, like, the actual interactive, like, what is the actual, how are you going to invoke it and drag it along and stuff like that. And in the meantime, they had an illustration showing something completely different <laughs> from, like, somebody from months ago just speculating. When the rumor on... first came out or... Right. Yeah. It, it didn't even match what was being described. Right. But yet was done in a very highly detailed visual style that conveys a sense of authority.
1: And, and of, of reality, as if this is real and...
0: Right, yeah. like it would be different. It would be stupid. They wouldn't do it. But like, if somebody who's uh, you know not really an artist, like me, took like a field notes notebook and, and a pen this. and just did like a simple sketch, unartistic, just a pen on paper, and said it's sort of like this, right, and a couple of rectangles and an arrow, that would be one thing. But it's these completely fleshed out ideas. Yeah, like 100% articulated in Photoshop idea, you know, and it drives me nuts. You know, every and you could just you can find hundreds of these stories about like the iWatch that, right. that are accompanied by these illustrations. It makes me crazy. Let me tell you about uh, take a break. Talk talk about our first sponsor. Happy to say, I always love to say this. I think pretty sure a uh, new sponsor never before sponsored the talk show. Uh, it's a company called Squarespace. <laughs> Squarespace. Squarespace. I've not heard of them. Go ahead. All right. This is a fantastic company. You're going to love this. you got to hear this. Here's the thing. Squarespace is an all-in-one website building and hosting service. So you need a website. Easy. Go to squarespace.com. You sign up, and they have an all-in-one platform. makes it fast and easy to create a very, very professional website. Uh, And it could be any sort of website. They have all sorts of templates for pre-existing ideas like a portfolio site if you're an artist who wants to show off your work, uh, an online store if you have stuff to sell. And they take care of all the really hard stuff of online commerce for you, all just baked into your account. Uh, It's simple and easy, beautiful design, drag-and-drop content to rearrange it just the way you want. Uh, If you want you can drop down and adjust it at the code level if you want to inject your own JavaScript or adjust the CSS or something like that. But if you don't know JavaScript or you don't know CSS, you can do the whole thing through drag and drop in a very visual, intuitive way uh, and it all just works. Now, plans start at just eight bucks a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. They have 24 seven tech support and live chat, uh, live chat and email tech support located in new york city dublin and now portland i'm assuming it's uh portland oregon could be portland maine that's a fine fine city but i'm gonna guess it's
1: probably uh, want the different time zone though so
0: yeah probably want the different time zone uh responsive design everything they do looks great from phones to tablets to big uh, 30-inch cinema displays uh you can start a trial with no credit card required. You don't have to give them a credit card first and then cancel it if you decide to to do it. You can start with no credit card and start building your website today. So here's what you do. Go to squarespace.com Gruber uh, and you can use the offer code, JG, just my initials, John Gruber, JG, and you'll save 10% off your first purchase. So sign up for a year, you'll get the free domain name and the 10% will be a, a big discount. Uh, and that way they'll know you're coming from the talk show. Now, in,
1: Squarespace. What's interesting is actually if you use uh, offer code PK, my initials, you get 11% off. So <laughs> it's up to you which one you want to use. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, I, this sounds like a great idea for a service. You know, I, I'll bet uh, I'll we where from them again. Happy to have them as a sponsor. Uh, what else? Where were we? We were talking about uh, Amazon. Yeah. So there were the last week they announced the Amazon uh, Fire phone. Right. Did you see that?
1: Uh, I didn't see the event. I saw, I saw one of the summaries of it. Uh, I don't, Did you actually watch the event?
0: No, I didn't. I watched a little bit. And it, they do seem to do a nice job, but uh, I, I, I forget. I was busy at the time, and then I just read all the highlights, and I, it just didn't seem like there was two hours of stuff. Well, right, because it,
1: it was just the phone, Right. Did they cover anything else?
0: Pretty much. I think they had some some boilerplate up front, just talking about you know how many, um, how successful Prime is, and you
1: know. Right, and their graphs with no uh, labeled axes, and <laughs> right. so it's twice well, as good f- as it was last year. But who knows what it was last year?
0: Right. Well, I w- I'm only half joking. I did. I took a screenshot of one of the graphs. It showed like total number of Prime members over the years. And it's a steeply sloping upwards, u- upwards chart. But there's
1: no label
0: what, on the y-axis. Why, right? No label. And I only half joking. I asked if Amazon had ever published a graph right. with a labeled y-axis. All they had that the x-axis is labeled in years, and the y-axis is completely unlabeled. I don't think that they have. And I know that they've they've never once announced sales figures for any hardware device that they make.
1: Right for the Kindles and and the the. Uh, uh, tablets, yeah, the tablets and and the, the TV one they've got now, I,
0: they're all they're all Fire something now, aren't they? Right. Yeah, I think so. Fire TV. Well, I don't. Kindle means reader, and Fire means <laughs> like everything else, like
1: fancier. But except the Kindle yeah. Fire is a reader as well. I mean,
0: the phone? No, no, the Kindle Fire tablet. Like, it, don't they call it the? Yeah, but that it, it combines Kindle and Fire. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's Kindle Fire. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Right. Right. It's so, Amazon Kindle Fire is a tablet that's a reader and a Fire. I guess Fire means Android. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that I think that, Fire
0: means their their offshoot of Android. Yeah, it's it's so it's, it's the both an e reader and basically. a thing. Then the Fire Phone is just their Android offshoot for the phone, and then Fire TV is their Android offshoot for uh, watching video and. Uh, playing games or whatever on your tv right i guess i don't know if they have games i don't think they do
1: no they do they do because that one was that was one of the first ones that shipped with its you could you could buy it with a separate controller and that was that was where people said like the apple tv should sell with a you know you could buy a 20 dollar well, controller and then play games on it uh and the the amazon fire tv had i think the default model didn't have a controller but you could buy a, a, an additional controller with it i don't know if that ever took off it's only been a few months yeah
0: i don't never hear anybody write about it
1: so maybe maybe it's not that popular maybe it isn't and they're just not writing about it but
0: you know that's one of those things too that it it's you know i I know people who follow apple tend to be accused of i don't know favoritism or, or 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 like in the sport to go back to the sports analogy that we're always complaining about the refs right 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 uh we always perceive that the refs are out to get us uh but I can't help but think that if Apple had announced at the same time an Apple TV update with a game controller, and it had taken off to the extent that Amazon's has taken off, which is to say, apparently not much at all, that they'd be getting excoriated. There'd be stories in the business about how it had flopped, and that Tim Cook would need to be fired, and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Go for it. So
1: That's better off of not to try anything.
0: Well, I don't know. Somehow Apple and Apple alone seems to not be given permission by the business press and some of the tech press to just try things. Right. Right. And and there's snide remarks about Apple TV as a quote unquote hobby, whereas it's clearly more, you know, and I think by that, it just means it's not as big a deal financially as the other things that Apple does, like the phone and
1: the Well, I mean, that that originated, I think it was Tim Cook who said that, wasn't it? Or was it was yeah, it, Jobs, but yeah I mean, it
0: came from Apple or maybe it started. Well, it was one of the it two. came while Jobs was still alive. OK, I don't know if it was his words or Tim Cook's words while but Steve was still the CEO. Right.
1: And and yeah. And, and they said, you know, this is sort of a hobby for us. And then, yeah, then, then it becomes the the way that the press writes about
0: it. Right. I Well, I actually remember when they did the first Apple TV, the silver and one, it was with the actual hard drive in it. Yeah, and they even, uh, it was sort of semi-pre-announced, because they were going to call it ITV. Yeah, it was the same and, time as the iPhone. It was 2007, yeah, same, same he, keynote. Was it really yep. at the end of, the, of the,
1: the iPhone announcement? Yep, it was the same keynote. I'm like huh. 99% certain on that.
0: He was like, I don't even know what we're going to call it. We'll just call it ITV for well, now. Well, no, no, no. It?
1: They, they had, No, they had decided it was the Apple TV, but he kept calling it the ITV because he said, oh, that's why you shouldn't go with a code name that like oh. – I, re- I do remember that. It was it was that internally they had called it the ITV, and yeah. uh, and then well, he no, kept slipping when he was referring to it.
0: Well, and the reason that they – I've heard that the reason they couldn't use that was because there's a big uh, TV network in the, BBC. the UK yeah. called ITV. Um and it just wasn't worth it. Like, I guess they could maybe use that name elsewhere around the world, but that the UK is a big. enough too market, big. yeah. Yeah, big enough market not to do it. Right. But anyway, I, it was introduced as a hobby. It was like, we don't really know what we're doing with this, but we can, it's 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 interesting enough to ship. And you can watch movies and TV shows on it and stuff. Right. But I can't help but think that if they had done a game controller already and had games for Apple TV and it was, you know, had gone nowhere yet. You'd be hearing Which it. isn't, you know, right. You'd hear about it. Well
1: let's like you, you wanted standards. to talk you wanted to talk Tim Cook, right? Sure. So let's let's segue right to, to these it was I guess it was just one piece about Tim Cook and then a response piece, right?
0: Right. So there last Sunday, this was well it's I guess nine days ago now, but last Sunday there was on the front page not the front page of the New York Times, but front page of the Sunday business section of the New York Times was a a profile of Tim Cook. Which
1: um, interestingly he did not sit down for. Right. In, in, at one point in the profile, they must, they'd spoke to Apple to verify some things, but they said, you know, Tim cloak, Tim Cook, who declined to be interviewed for this uh, for this piece.
0: Yeah, but they open it with like an anecdote, a personal anecdote from his childhood, right. which makes it seem as though he had talked to them for the article. But in fact, they took the anecdote from a speech or something that he gave, right? That he gave at Auburn University right uh, within the last few years. But then they just sort of, to me, it's a little disingenuous, I mean, the they, way that it's written. Yeah, the,
1: the way that it opens, anyway. It, it, it relatively quickly admits, you know, we did not interview right. him directly for this. So it's not as if, right. they're certainly not framing the whole thing as, as if he had spoken to them. But right. you're right that the, the intro does make it seem a little bit like he was speaking directly to them.
0: Yeah, the headline is Tim Cook making Apple his own. I'll be sure to put it. I don't. Uh, I don't always keep up with the, the show notes, but I'll, I'll make sure I link this in the show notes. It's by Matt Richtel and Brian X Chen. Brian X Chen of of uh, Japanese hate the iPhone thing, <laughs> back back when he wrote for Wired. Right. Um, but the other thing, though, that's interesting. So Tim Cook did not speak to them for this profile, but they got a huge interview. They did speak to Johnny Ive
1: for the same was in the same profile they had spoken to yes okay I guess I didn't I read it late last night so I guess I didn't uh didn't see that that was the the case
0: yeah so they did get Johnny Ive which if anything is it's a bigger uh, get you think well I think Tim Cook winds up speaking certainly doesn't speak a lot to the press but he speaks more often than Johnny Ive does
1: well so but so it was Johnny Ive speaking almost exclusively about Tim Cook so it wasn't him talking about his own uh work or his own you know experiences at apple it was him sort of buttressing their claims about tim cook or or responding to some of their claims about tim cook
0: right uh you know johnny here's a quote from the article johnny ive the head of design at apple and a name nearly as adored by its followers as at steve jobs says mr cook has not neglected the company's central mission innovation here's the quote honestly i don't think anything's changed People felt exactly the same way when we were working on the iPhone. It's hard for all of us to be patient. It was hard for Steve. It is hard for Tim. So I f- that's a pretty strong statement. That's Johnny Ive putting his personal stamp of approval on the f- on the the,
1: the Tim the, Cook era.
0: Yeah, and saying honestly, I don't think anything's changed. Right. At least with regard to Apple and its and you know the the i word innovation.
1: Right. Well, it's interesting that – so, yeah, he was if, – if he was interviewed for part of this, it was really to sort of vouch for Tim Cook. Right,
0: exactly. And so Apple Which is if,
1: presumably put him forward to do that
0: almost. Yeah, because if anything, there's more credibility there than Tim Cook vouching for himself.
1: Right, absolutely, yeah.
0: Right? Take, take the sort of – and I know it's a loaded word, objectivity, but take the objective um, per stance of, okay, forget whether it's Apple – and Tim Cook in particular, but a company's CEO and is he, it replaces a very successful predecessor who founded the company. Um, the CEO claims that he himself is doing a good job <laughs> right, replacing Right, the guy. It's almost meaningless, right? It's, it's not, you know, we laugh, but it's like, well, you know, of course you're going to say right. that you'd hope. Right. It means a lot more when somebody who has his own, um, well
1: who's there before and who's there now definitely
0: right and is uh, has and has earned an enormous amount of credibility right and has credibility to lose an enormous amount of credibility to lose vouches f- for him so it's you know you could see why apple pr wise would would strategize such and say you know and, and assuming that you know everybody went along with it that they would have johnny speak instead of tim right even instead of both,
1: the thing that I thought was interesting was there was a mention of so right now there's this idea sort of in the ether that Apple hasn't had any innovative product since Steve Jobs died, right? And Correct. the last one was the iPad, which was 2010. He died in 2011, is that right? 2011, I think. Yes. Uh, and you know they just have they've been sitting on their hands since then. Uh, and you know the the fairly obvious response is that innovative products don't come every six months or every year it's you know the mac the ipod in 2001 the iphone in 2007 and then the ipad in 2010 uh so even if you think it accelerated i think that's fairly coincidental and really we're talking about a handful of truly game-changing products uh that you should expect there to be multiple years maybe even you know decades between them uh but the ipad mini is sort of the counter to that that Maybe that's one where it's at least semi-innovative in terms of ramping up sales, at least. Uh, and what was interesting in that piece was that it said that uh, this was a product that Steve Jobs didn't think would find a market. And since then, it outsells the full-size iPad. I, I don't think it gave a number, but it vastly outsells it, right?
0: I don't know about vastly, but it did say that it outsold it, and I thought that was interesting because it wasn't. It's Apple doesn't break that down although you can kind of extrapolate some of it from average they do say how many total iPads they sell per quarter and they do give an average selling price and given that the iPad mini has always been significantly cheaper, lower priced right? that you you know you could see from the the downward shift in average selling price that it's clearly it be been popular, popular, right? a successful product but it was you're right though that they do give tim cook not just credit, credit
1: but like credit right. as far as steve jobs didn't want to make this product and therefore right. You know they didn't under him, and Tim Cook took over, and then he said, "You know what? We are going to make this," and you know that's that's really uh, it's never been been promoted that way, but that's to me almost really the first major Tim Cook product that, right. that, and apparently, really just literally would not have happened under Steve Jobs.
0: Right, and it's also a very interesting product to me. um, operations wise because i still think it's an enormous success you know apple is a company of patterns and you can kind of pick up on the 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 annual patterns of their development and make you know without any kind of sources at all at apple it's a pretty good guess that there's going to be at least one new iphone later this year and it's going to have an a, a new system on a chip called the a8 right Right. I mean, well, at the
1: very least, there's going to be a new iPhone. As far as the chip, like, what do you think? Like, ninety percent chance on that.
0: I would say at least ninety percent chance that there's going to be an A8 because there's been an A4, A5, A6, A7 for the last four years. And has it been and every single top, year that they've had a new one? Ever since they introduced the one the called, with the A4, okay. Which,
1: well, I'd, I'd say you know ninety-nine point nine nine that there's going to be a new iPhone, and then maybe just slightly yeah. less that it's going to have a new chip. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, as as you're saying, patterns that they've followed for years at this point.
0: Right. And so to me, the thing that's most interesting about the iPad mini is the first one that was introduced in 2012 was like a year behind the big iPad. It was a year behind. It was still on the A5 when the big iPad had gone to the A6. It was not... Right, it didn't have the retina display. Right. And so I expected that in 2013 that it would still be one year behind and it might go retina because the iPad had gone retina the year before, but that it would have the a six where yeah. it, right. Which is how they, you know, how they, it, uh, in other ways, you know, how they kept the prices so much lower than the full size, but it, it like skipped a year it to me, engineering wise, it went all the way from an a five non retina device to top of the line a seven retina, And not thicker like the original Retina iPads were. Right. Kept the the felt thinness... The long battery life and Retina, and went to the A7. I mean, it's like there's like a tiny little asterisk you have to insert there because it's like the clock speed is like five percent slower than the iPad. Oh, is it? I don't even think I was aware of that. So yeah, but it's it's really really like it's not even just an asterisk. It's like a tiny. It's
1: effectively they effectively brought it up to the same level as the as the full size iPad instead of keeping
0: right uh, in a year when the full size iPad had a tremendous year. Big jump in terms of the thickness and the width and the uh, you know battery life and stuff like right. that, which is amazing. And to me, that's just all Tim Cook. And then to hear that this you know that, that he you know he'd been a proponent of the mini size all along. I mean, you know, it seems like the guy gets credit both for the operations and for the um, for actual anticipating product. the market yeah. demand. Right.
1: Well, the, the thing that I I think before I say this, I need to stipulate that I do own some Apple stock. Uh, but the thing that I can't ever really get behind in these articles is talking about growth and I'm not like I'm not some sage investor I don't really know what I'm doing Uh but everything talks about how Apple's growth has slowed and that's percentage growth right right but why is that the metric can someone explain to me why you know if you go from being I don't know how big they were 10 years ago but they weren't that big to either the biggest or second biggest, or you know, top five biggest companies in the world. Why is that not enough? And why do you need to continue growing beyond that point?
0: Uh, well, and it, I would even say the flip side that where they did have in the crazy go-go early years two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten of the iPhone, right. where they did have crazy like forty percent, thirty percent year over year growth. Who thinks though that once you are the biggest company in the world that you can possibly 30 or keep forty percent growth is feasible? Right. It's it's it almost is impossible. And I know this is not really the law of big numbers, but it's what pe- some people refer will, to you as, know, yeah. use that phrase. Which it simply means once you're that big, you can't grow at thirty or forty. Percent wise, yeah. You right. could, that's it's... the thing, is
1: that if you go from one billion in sales to two billion, it's a hundred percent growth. But to do 2 to 4 billion is obviously not as easy as 1 to 2. Right. And as the numbers get bigger and bigger that becomes more difficult.
0: And right. When you're literally the most profitable company <laughs> in the world, not just profitable tech company, but most profitable company, 7 or 8% growth year over year in profits is
1: huge. And and it's huge numbers of billions of dollars that everyone's uh, I shouldn't say everyone, but Wall Street or investors or, you know, whoever it is seem so focused on the percentage growth. And I just look at these numbers, and I think, like, okay, they made you know $20 billion last quarter. That seems pretty good to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, and the iPhone in particular, which is the biggest and most profitable by revenue and profit line that Apple has, is in a fascinating market, which is phones. Because for the most part, there's an upper cap on how many phones are going to be in the world, which is one phone for every adult or even close to adult-aged person. Well,
1: I mean, unless you've got your day phone and your night phone.
0: <laughs> right, which is an exception. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of very elderly people who are not going to buy right. no, a just cell kidding. phone, yeah. and they're dying off. And there's, uh, you know, children, I guess, you know, really young children are, are typically not going to get an iPhone. Right.
1: Well, and, it, uh, and it's, not a, it's not a good that uh, people trade them in or, or upgrade, but it's not a good that expires in any way. Uh, at least not in terms of months it's years i don't know what's the
0: world population seven seven billion billion people so So let's say there's truly a hard cap at around three billion phones in the world let's say three or four sure why not you know and you know you could cut off large swaths of those people for for not having the financial they don't have enough money to buy an iphone right right? it's just not going to happen or they live in a place where there still isn't cell service right right? um you know, not that the iPhone has already peaked and it can't sell more, but it's it's actually, if you look at the numbers that have actually sold, it's remarkably close to they've sold about as many as they could have hoped to at this point. And they've got to expand in interesting and new ways and wait for the world to catch up. You know, it's it's truly, they've done almost as well with the iPhone as they...
1: As you possibly feel. could.
0: Right. Like, if you said in 2007, when they came out with it, what's the best case scenario for the next seven years right it almost it's almost as though that they've they've hit that that they've they've you know they've done as well with it as they possibly could have expected to to do and the years where they were having 30 or 40 percent growth that those were the years where they were expanding to new carriers around the world i mean it's this is a a thing that debuted on one carrier in one country country in 2007 And because of the nature of the way that they control the customer experience and that, you know, it's so different than than what the carriers expect or want, you know, it was a relatively slow rollout around the world. And that's what made the growth possible is that there are these countries where it hadn't been sold except like on the gray market. Uh, And then they debut and they could, you know, it, it would allow for this tremendous growth, whereas that type of growth, it's just not feasible to expect that. Right, right.
1: Well, and and then in that same piece, there was a quote from, I forget who it was, it doesn't really matter, some either investor or some analyst. And I wrote this down because he said, he thought Apple no longer had the juice to create the world-beating product it needs. And so let's, let's, I can even, I can even say, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe they cannot create another iPhone. Maybe there's no market that exists, or maybe they don't have the ability to create a market. But the word needs in that sentence is really what sort of sticks. Because this is, again, I don't know what it is right now today, but it's one of the biggest companies in the world, one of the most profitable companies in the world. And they've got how much money in the bank? What does needs mean in that
0: sentence? right it's not what apple needs it's what these investors who seek huge returns apple, on this stock right right what they need right to justify continuing to support apple uh here's a quote that they have in this time story from uh you know this is the balance that was added to the story this is from lawrence i balter chief market strategist at oracle investment research uh well, the article, this is this is the, the, the Times author's words. Uh, Investors have clamored for Apple wizardry, a much-anticipated iWatch right. or ITV, perhaps. To these critics, Mr. Cook is uninspiring, his social views window dressing, when what they want is magic. Which is a little... I'm te- more telling than they could think, uh, I think, because I think that saying that they want magic, like they're presenting these guys as reasonable critics, whereas <laughs> I'd say using the word magic <laughs> is a little bit... Uh, it's actually spot on. Like what they want is, is not possible. Not right. Or, yeah. Uh, here's the quote from this guy, Balter uh, Where is the grand design? All we hear from Cook is that there are some great products coming down the pike. Mr. Balter calls Apple a financial rock of Gibraltar. It is sitting on about 150 billion in cash, but he says he has serious questions about whether it continued to be a hyper growth company. <laughs> Is it a stock for growth investors? He asks, or "quote widows," <laughs> which and now to me it's actually a little insulting, right? Like now it's like the 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 alpha male investor on Wall Street, uh, uh, who's you know, like what's what exactly is wrong with widows, right? Like and, they, and with like, a blue like, chip stock, right?
1: Which churns out earnings every year and and pays a dividend and. Uh, you know, is a is a viable thing to hold on to and earn you some money.
0: Right. Women whose husbands have died are looking for uh stability, what? I guess. Yeah. I guess. It's and exactly like you said, what's what's wrong with that either?
1: Well, I mean I don't know. And, and, and you're right. It, it presents it as a as a you know, it, it should be this hyper growth stock and instead it's this boring right. you'll just make a little bit of money off it every year, stock. Right. Uh yeah, like like I said, I can't I can't read too much of the the stock analysis of of Apple just because it's just so insane
0: right and, and uh, it's it's never been a fair way to necessarily measure the CEO because the stock is in to some ways outside the CEO well in large ways outside the CEO's control that you know judge them by their revenue and their profit and their product lines but what what happens to the stock price is often irrational, right. and in Apple's case, usually irrational.
1: Even if you do think the CEO should be judged based on the stock, if you look at the numbers, it's way up since he took over.
0: Right, way up. And in fact, it's that's the point I'm getting at, is that this the, it's, it's actually getting, to me, this Times article. If you really read between the lines and look at it, um, the stuff in Tim Cook's favor is— a lot of it is concrete things like the iPad Mini being a hit, mm-hmm. um, largely brushed over in this article. But but the stuff at WWDC, where you see Apple as an organization really working to pulling together in a cohesive way uh, between across units the whole company, and, yeah, right? Right, and, and in a way that shows that these products they've already got the iPhone and the iPad and even the Mac, which is you know the longest standing still have deep areas to be improved that they're nowhere close to being finished you know and that it's a shallowness to say give me something new give me a watch or a TV that the iPhone and iPad are old news whereas there's still so so much to do to improve those products even in the short term even just this year and next year let alone for the next decade right and it's such a shallow way to look at them is to to say that uh, that they need, you know, like you emphasize the word need, that they need something new when there's so much work that can be done and improvements that can be made to these existing products. Um, but then conversely, the, the 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 negative stuff, the balance, you know, well, I don't know, maybe the guy is an empty shirt, is getting so much – the sauce is so much weaker, right? They're still – in this article, using the stock dive in 2013 – right against cook that investors doubted the guy and the stock went from a peak over 700 s- down under 500 right. and this is the old pre-split numbers right. but it's they're still using that like, hey, there's proof that the guy, is, you know, is maybe on shaky ground. Whereas really what that stock dip proved was that a lot of investors believed not that Tim Cook was an empty shirt, but that a lot of investors thought he was an empty shirt.
1: Right. It's not proof that he was. It's proof that somebody right. believed he was.
0: Right. But the article came out in June of 2014 when the stock it's- is back up <laughs> at near historic peaks. Right. And way higher. I mean, I might even be. I think
1: he, I think it was around three fifty when he took over. I, I I'm right. pulling that number it's, out of the air, but I'm pretty sure that's right.
0: If it's not double, it is very close right. to double the peak of where it was when when Steve Jobs you know resigned. Right.
1: So yeah, it, it went up and then it went down a little bit from there, but was still right. way over where it had been, and now it's back up. To right. So
0: that the only way you can use it as a cudgel against him is to ignore what's happened after. You know, you've got to still be stuck at like late 2013 Mm -hmm. when it was depressed. It's it's actually the stock now is it's not a a good example of of problems with Tim Cook. and then the last well, there's two things I wanted to talk about in the article, but uh, the last thing in the article I thought was weird too. Is it it the Beatles comparison? Okay, no. go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, was it was that who gave it? It's like they found some guys at WWDC who claimed to be, you know, iPhone developers right. and uh Yeah, well, the, the, and one of them The
1: quote that I have is that and I wrote this down too is that Jobs is to John Lennon what Tim Cook is to Ringo. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, nothing against Ringo, but I mean, that's I don't know. I I couldn't I couldn't cotton onto the idea that that jobs is Lennon and and Tim Cook is is not Paul McCartney. He's frickin' right. Ringo.
0: Right. I think it's I think comparisons to the Beatles in this case are pretty It doesn't great. work. It, it doesn't right. work. But it's yeah, they let that you know, but they found somebody who obviously doesn't think much of Tim Cook. And then uh, at the very end of the article They found one thing particularly jarring in the keynote. Apple did not hew to its tradition of pairing hardware and software. Specifically, Apple introduced a program called Health, which helps consumers and doctors monitor health status like heart rate or glucose levels, but did not also introduce a piece of hardware to measure those results. That is something the new smartwatch is rumored to do. Quote from this guy, Mr. Ziluf. They just released software, said Mr. Ziluf, sounding surprised. It's something We'd Steve wouldn't have done. Have done. Yeah. It's an impossible comparison, but it's one that Mr. Cook is being held to, at least until he makes enough magic of his own. And then the article ends. Whereas, so they just let this guy say this. They quote this guy who was at WWDC saying, in the last paragraph, it's something Steve wouldn't have right. done. Whereas you can list, W. You, you probably run out of fingers listing WWDCs where they didn't introduce new hardware. Right,
1: right. Well, and, and recently it's all been new iOS stuff that then in the fall you realize oh right the phone does have uh you know two cameras or a GPS right. or I'm trying to think of a more recent example but uh you know right. the phone does have things that go with this
0: software right including 2011 Steve Jobs last WWDC was no hardware right it was actually the WWDC where they moved the, the iPhones the fall, from right? right to the fall and there was no hardware it was uh, the i you know it was like the introduction of icloud as a strategy right. which was software and so they don't they just let the quote stand like that to me and that's how the article ends they say that's something steve wouldn't have done whereas the times could have easily fact checked right that. and said
1: actually it is something that not only would he have done he did do and right. uh,
0: that to me is maddening and to me is the sort of thing you you would think you would expect better from the new york times but it's it's because I feel like it didn't even occur to them, because th- their perspective is they want this false balance, right. Where you've got to, you know where you've got to have somebody saying that uh, something like this, uh, otherwise it seems like Tim Cook is uh, it, it's too balanced and too too skewed in favor He's of actually doing Tim a good Cook job, is- right? Whereas that's what the actual facts say. And it's just maddening to me that that's who they speak to from WWDC. Whereas I thought it was, I know you missed it this year. You weren't out there, but it was a crazily popular WWDC from developers perspective. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, and you could see that after the fact in terms of developer response. And you didn't
0: even have to be there for that. You know, the announcements, you know, that it's a lot of stuff that developers have been asking for. Right. It's really crazy. Let me take a second break here and, uh, thank our next sponsor and we'll keep going. Uh, our good friends at igloo igloo is the intranet you'll actually like it's built with easy to use integrated apps like shared calendars twitter-like micro blogs file sharing and more right so think about having a little twitter for your team uh, or your company where it's private it's on your own hosted site separate from real twitter but you can post twitter-like things just amongst yourselves great idea everything you need is built in everything is social so if you upload a file or you write a post on the internal blog. Your team can share it, comment it, rate it, like it, even manage versions of that document all within the Igloo system. The idea is you get your whole company or your team within the company communicating better. gives your team or your company, depending on your size, a place to work and collaborate. And they put control over the content and page layout into the hands of users without compromising the needs of your IT team. It's very secure. You can still manage permissions and you have centralized authentication with open standards like LDAP. Um, So give it a try. It's free to use, free with up to 10 people, enough to get your whole team on board, see what it's like, uh, and very, very affordable once you go over 10 people. Um, Learn more. Watch their videos. They've got great videos that explain the whole thing, how the whole thing works way better than I can here. Go to igloosoftware.com slash the talk show, software.com slash the talk show, and find out more. Great service. Um, I've heard from so many people who listen to the show who, who've signed up and are super, super happy with it. So check them out.
1: I was not able to negotiate
0: you guys a better discount with my name on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was one more thing in this time story that, that got under my skin, which was when they were talking about Tim Cook. And Apple's uh, charitable giving and the whole thing with the uh, telling the investors at the annual meeting that if they, you know, with the regard to their environmental stance.
1: If all you care about is the return on investment, then get out of the stock, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, and that they're going to do the right thing. And this was from some uh, uh, investors with ad- admittedly right wing views on uh, climate change and, and, and similar you know that sort of environmental type uh things. Uh and I thought that the article sort of painted Tim Cook uh, tried to paint him a little bit as sort of a wuss, you know, like he's sort of a Namsey pamsy uh w- wasting money on things that a CEO st- I thought that they presented that side of the argument a lot more uh, than than the flip side. That they didn't really seem to have any quotes from anybody who who backs his leadership on on those concerns? Right. They had quotes from the people who were against it and nothing from the people for it. And I thought that was a little
1: well. I weird. mean, Tim Cook de- Tim Cook declined to be
0: interviewed, so that's yeah, I guess. But I thought that was a little weird. And then there was this weird thing where they were comparing Apple's charitable giving to Microsoft. Yeah. Did
1: you work out the math on that?
0: Because well, I leave that to you. You're you're.
1: Well, I just I, I, I you know I did a. a... A, a mental calculation on it and it was something like, you know, under Cook, Apple has increased their charitable giving and their matching of employees' charitable giving. And I, I don't remember the numbers. It doesn't really matter. You can look it up in the article. But basically it said something like, in the past two years, uh, $50 million has been donated. Uh, but in the past two decades, Microsoft has donated like a, over a billion.
0: Yeah, that's exactly and, it. That it. It's a, over two decades, Microsoft is employees' donations Inclusive of the corporate match, match right. have donated a billion dollars since nineteen eighty three. So two decades.
1: Right. And so if you if you do the
0: Or three decades, right? Ninety three, two thousand Yeah. That's three decades. If you do the math, like it worked
1: out that yeah, Apple might not have you know, might not be doing quite as much on average as Microsoft did over twenty years, but in the past two years the numbers are way up and it doesn't really make sense to compare twenty years worth of donations to two years uh, when they've just started this program out, so the, the whole thing—the math on it seemed—it was just—it was—it it was an apples and oranges comparison uh, to use a phrase that doesn't work that well for Apple, but uh, it, it didn't really make yeah. sense to me as I was reading it.
0: Well, if you divide a billion over thirty years from Microsoft is thirty-three billion or million a year, right? or yeah. thirty-three million a year, and they are saying Apple has donated. Uh, 50, 50 million over two years in right? two years so you, well so it's in the ballpark now there's inflation adjustment etc where 1983 dollars are worth less so maybe Microsoft has been giving you know more but still they're in the ballpark when you look at it that way and it's new It's, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's they've recently gotten into the ballpark so it doesn't right. seem to make sense to me to compare it over the past 20 or 30 years right
0: Right, and the other thing too that they just toss out there as though it's equivalent is that Microsoft says that on average it donates two million dollars a oh, day the, in, the software, right? in software in yeah. software to nonprofits, <laughs> which is great. It's better than not doing better that. than not doing it. But let's face it, you that's, know that's
1: that's you, valuing office at like nine hundred dollars or something, which nobody pays. Right
0: right it would be great if rogue amoeba donated software to nonprofits, but it's not the same thing as rogue amoeba donating money right to nonprofits. Right. you know and two million sounds like a lot like it would be a lot for rogue amoeba or q Brands to donate right. two million dollars a day in software right yeah two million a day it would be a lot of copies of vesper uh But for Microsoft, it's not, especially given the fact that they can, you know, that the prices they charge for their software are just arbitrary. It's not real good. It's not the same thing as, for example, donating $2 million a day in hardware to nonprofits, which has a fixed cost. So it's a weird, I thought it was a weird and slanted comparison.
1: Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, Well, we were were talking growth. I think you wanted to touch on the, uh, the physical growth of the iPhone.
0: Oh, there you go, Segway, Mr. Segway. Right? That's why. Yeah. So we've got that's the other big story that came out this week, and this is nothing new. This is you know it's just verifying months long rumors, but that Bloomberg yesterday. This was Peter Burrows. Well, hold on, and, don't
1: use the uh, word verifying, because
0: oh, not verify. All right, that's a wrong. Well, word. no, I don't mean I don't, but, mean, to, I don't uh, mean
1: to criticize you. I'm talking more about all the sites that publish this stuff all the time. Now right. we've got a slightly more reputable site with maybe better sourcing, right?
0: right echoing there you, there you go the rumors This is tim colpin and peter burroughs reporting for bloomberg apple's big iphones plural said to start production next month uh apple suppliers in china will begin mass production of its largest iphones ever next month according to people familiar with the plans as the smartphone maker faces increased competition uh blah 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 asked not to be identified because the plans are private one model will have a 4.7 inch display compared to the 4 inch screen of the current 5s that may be available to ship to retailers around september said two of the people a 5.5 5 inch version is also being prepared for manufacturing and may be available at the same time the people said so they're they're saying this is, you know, and this has been rumored by various people for a while that there's two new bigger iPhones right. this year, a 4.7 inch diagonal display and a 5.5 5 inch. Uh, this is a lot of I feel like we could easily fill the rest of the show just talking about this. I don't even understand. I don't even understand the aspect that this 5.5 5 inch version may be available at the same time. I don't As if it,
1: they it, might it, release I, this in like January or something. I mean, right. given as I we just talked it. about, you know, 10 minutes ago about the patterns that Apple follows, they right. don't release a, a new iPhone in the middle of the year with a different size.
0: Right. I don't get it. I've never been less... Uh, excited? Not excited. Well, I'm not exactly because I'm I'm personally a little... Uh, yeah. I, I don't want a bigger I, I phone. Like, I
1: mean, I'll, I'll just I put that either. right out there. I'm holding my iPhone right now. It's, it's a four-inch screen, and it's almost too big to me.
0: I could see how maybe I could I could get used to a 4.7. I've seen 4.7 devices, but that to me seems – just the width seems to me annoying. 5.5, 5, I've seen those phones. Huge. I know that I don't want one. I know that I don't. Uh, it just seems weird to me. No, I've never – even my personal tastes aside, even let's say I really want – even if I wanted a huge iPhone uh, – I just don't understand how Apple's going to sp- present it in a keynote where they say, you know, I could see how they would say, look, everybody wants a big phone. Here's a bigger iPhone. Okay. I don't understand how they say, here's two bigger iPhones, <laughs> bigger and even more humongous, and the size that you've grown used to over the last seven years, and that has made the iPhone the, by far, you know, 70 percent of all the profits in the entire handset industry is now right
1: that was yeah that was your big thing is that you're reading this as them saying there will be a 4.7 and a 5.5 and that's it
0: and that's all i've ever seen rumored i've never seen from any of these other rumors rumors of a new four inch uh, normal big
1: current size iphone right well but i i guess the question is how would that how would that leak versus if the size changes it's much more obvious right
0: well, part of it, too, and, and over the last few years, the track record's been pretty good on the component leaks out of Asia. And what they're showing this year is something that's more along the lines of the iPads with rounded sides. Okay. Have you seen any of these? I
1: haven't. I, I, I really don't look at this stuff just because I wait till it comes out. But uh, the, I understand what you're saying. A
0: lot of what's come out, and, and from sources that have been pretty accurate in years mm-hmm. past, you know, and, and that got the new... Um, iPhone five shape and and same same type of people who st- you know had like leaks of the gold iPhone last okay. year are showing i i four point seven inch and five point five inch phones with more or less just think of a smaller iPad or iPad Mini with the rounder sides and those style right. Um and nothing like that has leaked with a four inch. So let's Let if you presume now, obviously, this is an enormous if this is the biggest if I could make on the show, if we take it for granted, that all new iPhone hardware is will inevitably leak from the Asian supply chain. OK, again, that is an enormous if. But if we take that as an assumption then the only way that the four inch screen stays at the top of the you know, and gets the A eight and new camera and, you know, stays at the top of the heap technology wise, spec wise, is if it's going to still be in the current five case. five S form factor. Right. Which seems different if there's two new models that have a new iPad style look. Yeah. Like, it's possible, I guess. I don't... But it just seems weird. Like, to me, for example, like the, the way that I just mentioned before that in 2013, last fall, Apple introduced two new iPads, the new Mini with Retina and the new iPad Air, and they had the same specs, same camera, same A7 system on a chip, you know, roughly, it's just, hey, which, which size, size do you want? want? right? And they also looked like siblings right they look like the same device shrunk up and down
1: well but if you even right so i mean the the question is are they going to keep uh, a four inch screen as uh, a sibling uh, a brother to the existing or the the new sizes but if you were going to do that if you're going to change the case that's going to present all sorts of manufacturing
0: challenges right i i would guess so, i mean you know. it
1: might make sense to put the new hardware in there uh, you know whatever the new chip is, new camera, whatever uh, but keep the current case because you've already tooled up all your factories for
0: that current four inch sized case. yeah, but they've never kept the same four factor form factor for more than two years. the 3G 3 gs was two years, the four four s was two years and that's true the five 5s now does you know again the fact that that's the pattern that they've had ever since the you know the 3G, uh, you know in the original 2007 iPhone was the only one that that only lasted a year uh, does that mean that it will exactly always be right. so? maybe not you know maybe this form factor the five fives form factor is like their Porsche 911 you know we don't need to change it you know this is this is the way the four inch iPhone looks, looks. all the time yeah and there's and it doesn't look dated it looks still looks great
1: I mean ultimately what we'll see in uh, what three months?
0: I would guess September yeah. because Ish. that's it's been September for ever since they moved it to the fall. Right. And then October is for iPads and perhaps the watch or whatever else they're going to do. But I would guess the phone gets its own event in September. Right.
1: Well, I said to you, I said the interesting thing to me was not the physical size growing because I'm as I said I'm pretty happy with the current physical size. I'm interested
0: to see a storage space increase in the device. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody has any kind of rumors about that. Well, again, I guess, is that something that would
1: even leak? Because, you know, they already make 128 gig iPads, so the the storage already exists in that size. Uh, How different would would the physical, you
0: know, the case wouldn't need to be any different just to put a little more storage space in there, probably. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think the 128 gigabyte chips would be bigger I, and and along the same lines i would really really i think it's almost overdue at this point like to see more ram okay because they've they've been all at the iphone's been at one gigabyte of ram sense for a while now i forget I, which was the first maybe one the iphone I five it, i think the five um you know and in that tiktok strategy of every two years they they take bigger leaps forward right. uh i would really like to see them go to Two gigabytes well, now that, do you at least. do
1: you think you notice a uh, a lack of
0: RAM? Less so than used to, but I still get those. Uh, you know, the, it's it's most noticeable in Safari. Okay, when yep. tabs that I know I have open end up having Reload to refresh. And yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just the nature of the phone where I use it on cellular more than any other device, and therefore, if I'm out on cellular, sometimes, you know, it's the most inconsistent networking-wise, and reloading a tab often takes, you know, longer than than you'd like.
1: Right. Well, because, I mean, with storage space, it's very obvious. If I want to put all of my music on there, I can't do it. Whereas with RAM, it's more of a nebulous, you know, as you said, some days a Safari tab needs to reload, and... uh. But yeah, that, that is that is I guess one of the one of the obvious ways you can tell.
0: Yeah, and you know I don't play a ton of games on my phone, but uh, I know a lot of people do. Jonas certainly does, and they you know games typically you know can use as much RAM as you can throw at them. Right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: You know, so it's not so much that I personally, on a day to day basis, really, really need more RAM in my in the iPhone, but I think that the iPhone as a platform could, could use, use it. More yeah. RAM. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And the iPad too, especially if it's true that they're going to add some sort of multitasking type interface where you can run two apps at the same time. Right. Sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I just, I still, I just can't see how they would spin uh, an introduction where they say we've added two new sizes above it, and but yet the four-inch one looks exactly the same as it used right. to. Right.
1: Well, I mean, I, honestly, if you look at we're we're especially you i think are are very fixated on the devices uh and pay much more attention to them than most people uh but i mean if you look at a bunch of iPhones side by side the user experience is not really very different between them from a you know from a consumer standpoint you know what i mean in that there's always been a home button at the bottom there's a power button at the top uh i guess the headphone jack moved but uh you know, would it really be that big a deal if the four inch had one case and the four seven and five five, if they exist, had a different case?
0: It's not, but it just seems weird. It just it just feels a little off to me that if they were all going to be on the the same level, the same level spec wise, right. it just would seem odd if one of them looked different than the others. Yeah. It just seems a little off. And then that makes me think that if it's the case that they're going to your you concern know, is that possibly. they're going to bail on the four inch size, right? Exactly. That's my concern. Is that the new, you know, AA top of the tier top tier iPhones are only going to be 4.7 and or five five, and that the four inch size will no longer even be made with metal. It'll drop. I don't know what they're going to call it, the five CS, but that the a, a phone with the 5S specs will be in the plastic uh-huh. case that we saw last year at one at that. $200 or $100, you know, price level down.
1: Well, selfishly, I hope that's not the case, but I don't have any insight as to whether or not that'll be the case. I mean...
0: No, but nobody who's publishing these rumors does either, right. which is, makes me... It just convinces me that all of the leaks are from the supply chain and none of them are from Cupertino, right. whereas it's the only people who know it. Nobody even says, like, what, you know, how they're going to price these things. Are, how much... Is the 5.5 inch going to be... Much more expensive. More expensive? Right. yeah right with the iPads you pay for the bigger size you pay you know, for the size the and you pay for
1: the storage right
0: right does it make sense that you would ha- i i just don't see how you do this you know maybe one of them is uh, you know another possibility is that the 4.7 inch is the um the new flagship model most expensive and the 5.5 5 inch is the new 5c lower priced model but then that seems weird to me that you that, that somebody, let's say somebody who's older and has, you know, really wants the bigger phone because they, they really have trouble reading right. the smaller screen. They just want everything bigger because they want bigger text, which is a totally reasonable, perfectly, maybe the best example of why they should have multiple size iPhones available. Right. Um, but why would you be, why would you have to sacrifice on the specs to just get, to the, get bigger the bigger screen one. because you really want the bigger screen? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, to me, it makes the most sense to do it like the iPads and have same specs across the line and, you know, different price points. But I don't even know if the price differential, you know, on the iPads makes sense. Why is the iPad mini so much cheaper? I don't know. Right. I guess the screens are, I guess, at, at a certain point, you really just costs more to have a bigger yeah, screen, screen. and battery. I, the... Even if the pixels are the same kind. Right. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, it needs a bigger screen physically, and it needs a bigger battery physically, so...
0: So what are you hoping for? I, I've had Marco on talking about this. I've had you. I, I'm so confused about this. I really don't see it where where this is how this is going to play.
1: I out. mean, like I said, I try not to think about this until they've actually announced it, and then I say, okay, I've, that's the one I'm going to get. But I, like I said, I don't want a bigger phone. Uh, I certainly don't want a five and in, five point five inch phone. As you said, you've tried a phone like that. I've I've used a phone like that. It's way too big. For my
0: taste it's really big I can see why some people do I can I can totally see why Apple would make it but I certainly don't I, I don't think I want
1: and that. and you don't want to be forced into getting it almost because you want the top of the line phone as far as specs exactly right uh, so yeah I don't I I'm hopeful that a a relatively reasonable size physical size phone will exist with the high level specs but you know I like I said we'll see in the three ace
0: the A8, which I mentioned a few times, is maybe not even the best example of it because the, the, the iPads have the A7, too, this year. The two things that the iPhone 5S has that no other iOS device has is it has a better camera. Touch ID. And it has Touch right. ID. And anything else they might introduce along those lines is going to be in the iPhone first because the iPhone has the, mar- the profit margins to support right. the, the top of the line. And the camera, you know, for me personally, the camera is the most important thing. I, I would probably buy whichever iPhone has the best camera, even if it's the five point five inch. Well, if it was only the five point five inch, man, that would—I don't know what I would do. Because I, I mean, mean the camera has take... gotten
1: pretty good. Like, I went from the—I forget—I went from like the iPhone One to the three G 3G or three GS, maybe, and the the difference was enormous. But at this point, uh, it, you can certainly see a difference, but it's pretty good already.
0: You you know what? You still see the difference indoors. Okay outdoors i don't know that i can pepsi challenge it but indoors you can definitely still see the difference especially you know indoors and at night you know where low the low light situations right. you can definitely i i think i could easily tell the difference between a five and a 5s well but it's not even
1: image. just telling the difference it's is the is the lower one pretty good and pretty acceptable right uh,
0: well, and I still because I'm, you know, as like a semi, you know, amateur camera enthusiast, and you know, I have cameras, you know, high you know, real cameras right. that have fancy lenses and high ISO. So I I know what it's like to have a camera that can do really well in low light, you know, and I so I can see how much potential you know phone cameras still have to go in low light to get situations. to that point, yeah, right. It, it would I, honestly, it would break, it would truly break my heart if the five point five inch display is the only way to go top of the right. line I, I just can't see how they would make such an enormous leap because i'll tell you what going from four inches to 5.5 inches it's huge is just it's just yeah. huge it's it sounds like you're just talking about an inch and a half but it's not it's just a, a, a so much bigger device right. i mean it's i think it's even bigger than like a field notes notebook they're really really big um uh, and again, I can see why someone would want that. I totally understand the idea of, hey, I just I want something right in the middle of a phone and a tablet because I'm going to use it all day long for these things. But uh, that's not how that's I not use it. That's not what I want. Right. I just want something that's as small as possible and not noticeable in my pocket until I want right. it. Right. So I don't know. I really don't see how this is going to play out. Uh, let me take a third break here. All right. Uh, thank our final sponsor, and it's our great friends at Backblaze you guys know backblaze they've been here before unlimited unthrottled backup for your mac five dollars a month for everything everything you just pay five dollars a month you install their software uh yeah it does take a long time for your initial upload if you have a lot of data To get that's there, a good caveat on... i like that yeah it's yeah, true no, it it's, there's, it's, no, there's no, there's no, no magic there's no, no no way around it if you've got you know uh, terabytes of data and you know there's just no way to to get that up there instantly but it does work I have a lot of data when I first signed up it took a couple of days maybe even took a week for my initial upload after that everything's incremental and it just works they have over 100 petabytes of total data backed up I don't even know how big a petabyte is but it's in uh, over 5 billion files have been restored By users of Backblaze. In other words, not that they've backed up 5 billion files. They've backed up way more than that. But 5 billion people who've needed to get their files restored from Backblaze have gotten them. They have an iOS app that lets you access and share any of your files. So if you're just on your iPhone and you need to get something from your Mac, you can just connect to Backblaze and get the version that was most recently backed up. Uh, You can restore one file. If you've just got one file, it's like oh man, what happened to that thing? I got it. You know, here it is. It's corrupted on my Mac. I'm gonna get it from Backblaze. Go get it, uh, or all of your files easily with their Web Restore. It's founded by ex Apple engineers. Backblaze runs natively on your Mac and on Mavericks. There's no add-ons, no gimmicks, no additional charges. If you're here five dollars a month and think it's just too good to be true, it's really that's the deal. It's 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 just fantastic. I've been telling you about it for months. Can't believe all of you haven't signed up yet, but uh, they keep coming back because people keep signing up. And if you've been on the fence, I, I can't encourage you to do it strongly enough. It's great service, just helps you sleep better at night, knowing your stuff is everything on your Mac is backed up off site out of your house. Where do you go to find out more? www.backblaze.com daring fireball backblaze.com slash daringfireball if you haven't signed up yet it's, you're nuts if you had you're just crazy <laughs> so bigger storage more RAM I I I agree with you on that I didn't I don't know if 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 we concluded on that but I, I do think they should go more and I think the way that people are shooting video I think that it's it's essential I know I've had family members come to me with iPhones that They're are filled full, up yeah yeah and it's because they shoot so many videos and, and photos I mean it's uh I don't. I think it's due. Uh, what else do we have on the agenda? What? Well, oh, da, so b- bigger, bigger iPhones. This is something I wanted to talk about last week when Guy was on. Just a small thing, but it. it uh, I don't know if you saw. it. Did you see the State of the Union address? I haven't yet. As you WWDC? said, I, I had to
1: miss Dub Dub for a for a family matter, and uh, so I haven't caught up on all the videos yet.
0: So the State of the Union is is great. I recommend it for anybody who's only watched the keynote. And I know that we're a couple of weeks out from WWDC, but if you want to watch one more, I recommend the platform State. It is of the it Union. is always uh, worth
1: watching, especially as a developer. But in in general, there's often yeah. stuff in there that you didn't hear about in the keynote, but that could have been in the keynote.
0: all right and if you're nerdy enough to, even if you're not a developer, but if you're nerdy enough to listen to this podcast, you're absolutely in the target audience for the State of the Union, because uh, it's not super code-y. It's not a lot of example code. It's you know it's it's at the level of like the show i think but they give you details that they d- just cannot fit into the keynote or that they just don't want to put in the the morning right. keynote and the big one it's such a tell and it's so awkward you know like you said where they've switched to this thing where they'll ship stuff at wwdc and software and then the hardware that comes out later in the year it's like oh yeah that's why right. they did that um Well, the stuff about multiple screen sizes is so – it's so obvious, but they can't say – Well, they won't say, anyway. Right. Well, right. They're not going to say, hey, we might be shipping iPhones with new pixel dimensions or new physical sizes. Or we might, when we unveil the iPad later – new iPads later this year have – show a new feature where you can run two apps side by side. They just say like hey, you know, in theory, you might you might <laughs> want to support these new they call it adaptive apps. And it's sort of uh, like a responsive what responsive layout is to web design. Right, where
1: it works Adapt- at whatever whatever the
0: screen size is, it'll still work and look as right. if it
1: was made natively for that size.
0: Right. And that they're switching t- from a, a model where there are two sizes you need to worry about. iPhone size and iPad size and horizontal and vertical layout. And then a little asterisk for iPhone because there's still older ones that have a 3.5-inch instead of a 4-inch. But they really just added pixels to the top. They didn't really create a new... Everything stayed exactly the same size. They just Just got taller, added, yeah. Just got taller. Uh, they're switching to a system where there's these one-third width, half-width, full-width, two-thirds width... And, you know, like the iPhone is considered a one-third width. And so it just seems pretty – like without saying, hey, we might do this, they're telling you that your apps it, – it's – you watch the – everybody should watch the State of the Union. And they they talk about this. And it's, it's interesting both in terms of thinking about how it might work as a, you know, user and developer and how it might, you know. But it's also – interesting as anybody's ever spoken publicly or is careful with their words to, to look at the, the contortions that they're, they're jumping doing. through yeah it and they do it pretty well but you can it's so hard it, it's it, it'll make you laugh it's really kind of funny and i almost feel bad for them and then there's a whole session i haven't actually watched it yet but it's building adaptive apps with ui kit session 216 um and the thing that's interesting too uh and I still feel like this hasn't really gotten through to everybody yet. There's no NDA this year. Right. Like everybody can just go to developer.apple.com uh, or just Google WWDC 2014 videos. It's easier, but it's slash videos slash WWDC slash 2014. And they have all the videos from WWDC and you don't even need an ADC account. You don't have to log in. You just click the video you want and start watching it. So everybody, you don't even have to sign up for a developer account. You can just go watch session 216 and talk and see them talk about it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I had a note that I wanted to mention that, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that the NDA has been lifted on all of this, uh, and they just before the conference talked about how there can be access to betas of the os Uh, but as a developer it's tremendously annoying to have even more people running a
0: beta os before it's (laughs) that's interesting that's i you know i that occurred to me and it's yeah i thought about that but as uh my personal interest as a developer at QBranch, we're still iOS only, and right. iOS is not having a public beta. Whereas at Rogue Amoeba, with the Mac side you guys are almost all Mac. and Or is it all We've Mac? You guys have something actually. for them. But, it's, but for the it's most part, though, the company it's a again. Mac company with it, with some toes dipped in the iOS pool. And now you guys are going to have people running the public beta of Yosemite. Right.
1: And And people always did this who... I don't want to say shouldn't have, but, you know, didn't necessarily need to. Uh, and it was always a little bit of a, a, of a struggle because, you know, we'd have to say, we're not there yet, we're working on it, but if you need your stuff to work on a daily basis, don't run a beta OS.
0: I mean, that's just good yeah. advice in general, right? Yeah, it's definitely good advice. And anybody out there who's thinking about participating in the Yosemite public beta, you know, listen. right? I mean, if you not, we're, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying no. You've got to take responsibility. That's exactly for it. Yeah. The, and and you've got to take responsibility for what. And
1: happens. the more people that are doing it, the more emails we're going to get that say, you know, this isn't working, whatever. And we want to support these people as soon as we can, but we also have limited resources and and so I don't know if this I don't know if this will help Apple or not because I think they had pretty good testing both internally and from developers in previous years uh, so I'm not really sure what they're striving for with this sort of change to opening it up a little bit more.
0: In theory, if there's something stupid simple that's like really just like a line of code and it, you know what it is, ah that this thing we could do this and maybe we'll ship a point one update and it'll make things run better on Yosemite public beta. Sure, you might do that. You could do that. It Just in a way that you, even if there was no public beta, might roll out bug oh, fix absolutely. updates of your apps over For- summer. If you can work one in that does make things better under Yosemite, you'll do it. You might have done it anyway because it'll help you because you'll be right. running it. But you can't run your company... You can't support a, a beta operating system. No,
1: and that's exactly it. And and so, right. like I said, I don't know what Apple's hoping to accomplish with this, and I hope they do get something out of it.
0: But it's definitely frustrating for us as as developers, because right. ideally you're gonna want to you're gonna want to support Yosemite either when it officially ships out of beta or soon oh, thereafter I mean, day with all one, of your major possible. right. All right, day one if possible, if not as soon afterwards as possible. But that's because once it's out of beta, it's a stable target. Right, that's and the you thing. Can say, yeah, that's the thing to, to – you
1: make a great point there, that right now it's completely all over the map, and things can change drastically between releases. And trying to track every single one of those changes across weekly or monthly releases before it's in the public's hands is not a good way to run a company.
0: Right. It's You can't – target a moving target well you could you can try to it's but way it's more work, yeah. you, you'll end up wasting right. time you know and it could be something like a cosmetic bug like you know this doesn't look good because it's doesn't render well on the transparent such and right. such and it ends up by the time it ships it's no longer even transparent because they've changed right. it and, and, well, and you spent you, time why fixing
1: no... it for two
0: weeks worth of right yeah so anyway and it ha- you cannot do it. And, and again, I've been there, like, but even way back when I was at Barebones, we went through it with BB Edit on the public beta of, of Mac OS X. Right. Well,
1: uh, but I mean, that, are you talking uh, pre 10.0, the, the actual public betas then? Because uh, those were actually
0: almost releases. That's probably a bad example because it, I think we only had the only way we we only had the native carbon version of BBEdit was internally beta tested. We didn't have a public okay. beta of that. So, but there I remember though being at, at bare bones though. Maybe not the ten O, but like ten one and ten two, and all you know even before the even the betas of of macOS nine. You know that the various updates right. to it that we'd get bug reports from people who were running it, and it's like. Thanks for filing the bug. We do appreciate that. Report the bug, but don't, you don't can't expect, expect us to it, have this fixed exactly. on the schedule that we would for a similar bug on a shipping version of that. Robert, yeah, that's
1: way. exactly it. Right. Anyway,
0: yeah, it's interesting I'm interested to see how that aspect of it plays out and how popular the public beta Well I,
1: I should you know I mentioned this, but I should be. say it hasn't been a huge issue. It's not as if we've seen an influx of people running this
0: who shouldn't be or you know ah but they haven't started the public beta yet.
1: For Yosemite, there's none right now at all.
0: I don't okay. think so. Am I wrong? Well, then I guess we'll see. If I'm... i
1: like <laughs> I said, I'm sort of out of it as far as dub dub goes.
0: <laughs> You'll know in the next episode of the talk show if I start by apologizing. I'm nearly certain that the public beta hasn't started. You yet. may well be right. But I they're... mean, I'm running it on one of my machines, but that
1: doesn't mean you know I yeah. got it from the developers area.
0: Yeah, my hope is that they're waiting for a significantly better. I I think that the two betas are actually pretty good for June. Right. You know, both iOS eight and Yosemite. I've I've got machines i've got devices running both here uh and they're both pretty good for june betas especially compared
1: to past years
0: yeah past years the june ones have usually been unusable. you know it's like i'll come back to it in mid-july when they've got it to me they seem like they're ahead of where they've been the past years but they're i wouldn't recommend them to anybody to depend on in either case.
1: no and there's and and a big thing is that a lot of a lot of the time the features that they've talked about aren't in there yet
0: yes that's absolutely so you want to run these and see
1: like oh they talked about this new stuff i want to see it and then you if you install it you're not actually going to see it for another month because it's not there yet so
0: so i don't know i I, i'm optimistic that they're i'm curious about it though because it does seem it it does seem to be of a piece with this whole like opening 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 up of apple you know know, that they're a little bit you know not in a radical departure but in a slight shift of course you know Angela Arntz had a, a LinkedIn blog post yesterday on what it's like to be starting a new job at a new company. It wasn't particularly revealing, you know. About Apple, it was, you know, Right, and it was, you know, there were no secrets. There was nothing gossipy or shocking or notable. It was, you know, well-written and, and interesting. It's an interesting perspective, but the, the thing that's most interesting is that a senior vice president at Apple posted a here's what I'm up to blog on post on LinkedIn. Yeah right which has never happened right. before not just linkedin but on any kind of social network or blog or anything
1: right. like Be, that. well besides when steve jobs was blogging on apple.com yeah like but even then it wasn't on personal it was whatever.
0: right it was like two times in the entire history of right. apple steve jobs wrote you know here's some you know here's something you bastard have made me actually address <laughs> uh, thoughts on music and then thoughts on flash
1: that's right that was the other one flash yeah yeah. How'd that work out? We have flash on the iPhone yeah. yet.
0: <laughs> you know, there's people that, uh, uh, somebody emailed me about that the other day. Some reader wanted me to do like a claim child right. roundup on mobile flash because the people who were adamant that it was, it could know, never be a success without it. Right. Uh, seem to have conveniently, uh, lost their, lost their, uh, interest in the cause. Right. Right no I don't believe so I'm more curious are there any devices you can go out and buy today that have that do have flash right do the Android do current Android devices have it or I don't think so I think you'd have to buy like a super low end Android phone that's running an ancient version of Android you know to get it like a two point something version I don't think Android supported it in in the entire 4.0 versions and that 4.0 is a couple years old old. yeah (laughs) Yeah, everybody's given up on it all right I don't even know if Blackberry still supports it. Well, they just had some new phones, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how hard it is for a company to actually like the 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 candle to actually go out.
1: Right. Right. Well, it's like uh do you remember the uh the LoadSys, like uh, lawsuits against Unix and Linux? this is this uh, this, they were suing uh linux and maybe unix i forget what the deal was they 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 owned some piece of unix and therefore were suing linux i think was the deal and these lawsuits went on for like a decade and they kept losing them but they kept filing them and uh it was always a concern that you know this was going to impact something like uh android where it's actually even if it's not true linux it's it's built around it and if this if one of these lawsuits was successful suddenly somebody might be taking a huge chunk of money out of some big company uh and and yeah anyway the point was that it took over a decade i think before they as you said the candle finally went out and they finally gave up and said all right we're done uh and it's a similar thing with blackberry where the company is just limping along and i mean they must have had some money in the bank too the way apple does not not to that extent but
0: yeah i guess so i don't know it's just it, it's i don't know i expected something spectacular to have happened by now either like we're out we're turning out the lights and we're we've sold our i you know the way i expect it to go is we've sold ourselves to i don't know L, uh, lg right or htc or i don't know some somebody like that we've sold ourselves to and now we're, blackberry's just a name that's owned by this other company right. uh, like napster got sold a couple times that way he, yeah, but it hasn't happened yet. And yet they, you know, like you said they're still coming out with new phones and it's like I feel sorry for them. I don't know, anybody who's still left. Right. I mean, they don't look terrible. They look but they don't look at least bit competitive with everything else that's right. going on. Or uh Palm, you know, right? Like Palm just disappeared. You know? It's like I've, I I thought something would have happened by now. You know, that BlackBerry's going to, f- you know, either disappear or well, get sold. Well, Palm got something. bought by HP, right? yeah i think that's i think where, that's where they i went. know HP wound up with them at some point because the 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 tablet sized ones were hp devices right. what were they called the touchpad yeah i think that's right but yeah blackberry's limping along still and
1: I, I, that, that was the thing i was i was surprised to see this announcement i think it was this week or last week and i haven't even looked at the phones but i, I i've never been interested but it's interesting that they're still able to put something out
0: Yeah, but I don't, you know, you never, just walking around the city, you never see BlackBerry posters in the carrier stores anymore or anything. Right. You know, it's almost like they're not there. I mean, I'm sure you can go in and buy one, but I don't know. I would guess that most of the ones that are still being sold are like the old style ones, not the new. uh, With a
1: keyboard versus a touchscreen, you mean? Yeah. Right.
0: The ones that, you know, people who are just BlackBerry diehards who've just skipped out on the whole iOS, Android type computing thing and still just... They just want a replacement for the BlackBerry that... <laughs> right. Right? Which isn't unreasonable. It's not a good business going forward, but it's... No, but you if know, you have something it, that
1: works and, and then it eventually right. breaks because it's been five years, you may well want the exact same thing.
0: Right. I totally understand that mindset. I mean, I'm personally, obviously, don't, you know, I, I, when it comes to phones, I don't feel that way, but there's other things in my life that if, if it breaks, I just want to buy the exact same thing goddamn keyboard, before. John.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: My keyboard... I have the same – I've bought like four or five pairs of the same sneakers. Okay. You know, I don't care what the new sneakers are. Just give me a new pair of uh, the Samba Millennium. Right, right. Or whatever they're called. Uh, all right. I think that's it for my list this week. Good show. All right. Well, I got I got one uh, more for you. Can you give me – You got a topic? You got something to I throw? I do one more.
1: And this is important to me. Uh, did you see – it was last week. Did you see the announcement of these new Emoji?
0: Emoji? Um, no. Oh no, I didn't. I saw that there were, but I didn't see what was okay, on it. Okay,
1: well, so so there's two things actually. iOS eight makes uh, it promotes emoji to like a top level keyboard now. So instead, of, by default, it used to be you had to turn on the emoji keyboard.
0: Oh right, yeah. I've and now that.
1: iOS eight has it there by default for everybody, which is actually a little bit interesting because it indicates Apple feels this is part of the culture now, the same way like yeah. punctuation is almost. So I, th- I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting,
0: but. Right, there's a smiley button. That's exactly it.
1: Instead of hitting the globe and pulling up other keyboards, you just hit the smiley button, basically. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so last week, uh, the standard got released for like 240, 250 new emoji. And the way that it works is that each platform, Apple, Android, Twitter, has to then create illustrations for this and and make it part of their OS or part of their platform. and. I wrote about this today, but the 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 one that I'm very excited about, and I'm a little worried about, is there is now going to be a middle finger emoji.
0: <laughs> is there, there is really? A,
1: there is a I forget the exact name, but it's it's hand with middle finger raised. Uh, you know, they have longer names. <laughs> I,
0: I'm looking at your website now. There you go.
1: Yeah. So it's uh, what's it called? Uh, reversed hand with middle finger extended, and it and it's it's you know it's a hand <laughs> flipping the bird. Uh, now my concern, though, and this is a question for you: Is Apple going to include this?
0: Oh, now that's a fascinating question. This is why this is why you put Paul Cafossi on your on your show. That's a damn good question, Paul.
1: Because Apple, you know, they've got the pile of poo in there, yeah. but at the same time, their app store is is fairly restrictive. There's no pornography in there. There's no uh, risque content
0: is pile of poo is the is the emoji emoji description pile that of poo That is the poo. actual
1: is name that, of it. Yeah, if you look in the unicode right. table, it's called pile
0: of poo. So and so there's no no reason that you would have to turn it into a googly-eyed smiley face. No,
1: it's not happy face. It's not happy pile of poo. It's not smiley right. pile of poo. It's it, literally just pile of poo.
0: It could be an ugly rank like smelly with flies buzzing around it. Yeah, like little 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 stink rays coming out of it, pile mm-hmm. of poo. And instead, it's a very very happy, you know your your uh, your doctor is going to be very happy with your school special. <laughs> if
1: it I looks like it. this guy,
0: yeah, yeah, you're eating well, you're taking care of yourself, you know. But so
1: the the thing is that you know they're restrictive in some regards, and then not in others. But this is a standard. Uh, and they the, the what's interesting is that they were talking a couple months ago about introducing diversity into the emoji and they wanted to have uh, basically there's a whole lot of white people in the emoji which is interesting because yeah. it comes from Japan so it's a little strange but apple said you know we want to have other other races represented in there and they said they might just do it themselves and they can take instead of like smiling elderly person they can make that uh, a smiling elderly person of a different race Uh, so I don't know, you know, they have the authority, uh, on their own platforms to make this not quite a middle finger, I think. Hmm. And I'm worried that I'm going to have to switch to Android if this happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Reversed hand with middle finger extended.
1: Well, I mean, can you make, can you draw that in a way that follows that guideline without it being a middle finger?
0: Yeah. Well, look at that. You're obviously not an emoji lawyer as uh-huh. i am i actually have a jd and emoji uh-huh. law uh so reversed hand you do need to show the back right. of the hand the middle finger extended does need to be extended but there's no reason you couldn't have another that's finger exactly it like it. You,
1: you toss up another finger and it's it's yeah. not incorrect and then suddenly right. i'm not flipping somebody the bird i'm giving them a peace sign right
0: right yeah exactly or or uh, Spock sign? No, that that is one
1: of the new ones. That's it, <laughs> I, I saw that one in there. The uh, what do I call that? The Vulcan symbol. Yeah, that's already that's already in live there. long and prosper.
0: Yep. I feel like you could officially comply with the description by putting another finger up there.
1: I'm but, worried. I'm uh, worried, John.
0: That's a good question.
1: What will they got to do? do the right thing
0: here? They got to give me the middle finger. Yeah, you know, it would be it would be. <laughs> It would it would fit with uh it wouldn't comply with the description at all, but it would fit with previous frustrations with similar curse words in in prose if they just replaced it with a picture of a duck. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. You would go to insert this emoji and you'd get just a just get a duck. <laughs> nice. That's my guess. My guess is they're just going to put a picture of a duck.
1: Son of a bitch.
0: We'll see. I'm hopeful. <laughs> this is great. Now I'm on pins and needles to see how this turns and out. And
1: It could be months. We don't know because the, the way the standard works, you know, it gets announced and then they implement it over time. So I don't know if it'll be part of iOS 8 or iOS 9, but I'm, I'm eager to see it and I hope we get what, we're, what we deserve. Yeah.
0: Do you know if there was there any controversy over this?
1: Uh, you know, I, I didn't. Not that I saw uh it it's a standards body that uh you know the 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 companies that comply to the standards still have a lot of uh, leeway rather so if you look you know things look different on different platforms so uh
0: yeah i'm gonna go with no you think
1: they're not gonna do it i I mean
0: they did pile of poo though i wonder would there be a way that they would add a parental control that you on your emoji keyboard Right.
1: Well, but the thing is that if you don't know what it means, then it's just a middle finger sticking up, right?
0: I mean, it's not... Do they have other fingers? Can you get every single finger of the I hand? I mean, there's already pointing you know?
1: fingers, like pointing right. with the pointer finger and, and up and down. And uh, I don't know if there's one for every finger. I don't think there is. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like, you could just tell your kid this, is, this means one. Like... I mean, that's probably a bad lesson to teach a kid. I guess,
0: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. make sure you emphasize that lesson before the first day of (laughs) kindergarten. This means one. Duck you, Paul. Duck you, John.